Super Talk Mississippi media production. Sign up for a six-month bottled water contract for your home or office today and get your first five-gallon bottle free. Visit watertomydoor.com and use code DRINKITIN at checkout. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who make Coastal Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. It's Thursday, so it must be Jeff Duncan Day. No, no, no. Jeff Duncan Day is on Fridays, usually. But the Saints play tonight. So Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times Picayune is with us today to talk about the game tonight and to kind of, you know, let's let's we'll reflect on so much during this conversation. Before we go any further, let me just say welcome back to Coast View, Jeff. Thanks, Ricky. I missed uh, talking last week, but hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. I hope your Thanksgiving was better than the Saints Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, no doubt, man. It was it was hard to watch. Okay, look, you said this from the very beginning, and uh, we'll start right off the bat with this. You said this, and you maintained it for the first couple of weeks. You said, look, the Saints have great starters in most cases. And we, we had some questions about secondary. We had questions about receivers. But we had some good starters. But because of the salary cap limitations, if we start to get injuries, we don't have the depth that we got spoiled with in the last two or three years. That, is, that has played out, hasn't it? Yeah, look, in, in defense of the front office and the coaching staff, I don't think any team in the league could withstand the injuries the Saints have had. I mean, it's just all piled up in the last couple of weeks. And the, the good news is they're starting to get some of the walking wounded back, uh, and that should help. Uh, but the Saints, uh, last week against Buffalo, I mean, it didn't help that Buffalo had lost – the week before in kind of embarrassing fashion and the Saints got their A game and you could tell early on in that game that Buffalo was not going to be overlooking the Saints you know it was a primetime game they came in they had a huge crowd Ricky I mean they had 10 I think they had about 10,000 Bills fans there it was amazing and they were their body language told you they were into that game and they just had the Saints out man they had better players on the field and played better that night so really it really was a, an a ugly game for the Saints, but uh, I think things will be better from here because they're getting some of their best players back. But you think about it, man. You got okay. You, what what you, in that game it defined it as good as you're going to define it. That when you have two or three playmakers on offense, it makes a difference. So here you have no Jameis Winston. Both your running backs are out. Michael Thomas is out. Man, I mean, that how do you win in that scenario? Yeah, very difficult. Not against a good team like Buffalo. And not only is Buffalo talented, but they match up really well with the Saints. I mean, they've got a very good defense, and they're very well coached. Sean McDermott is excellent. And so it was not going to be a case where they came in overconfident. I mean, they played lights out in that game. And their quarterback is another uh, bad matchup for the Saints because he's big, strong, and fast. Josh Allen can run, and that's always been – a problem for the Saints defense. The Saints defense very aggressive, Ricky. They and teams know that they take advantage of their aggression by running a lot of misdirection and counter plays and get them going one way and you you zig when the Saints are zagging. And that's always been a problem when you have an aggressive defense. And and they really took advantage. I thought their game plan on both sides of the ball was outstanding. And that's a, a credit to Sean McDermott. So the defense 
overall played flat. Um, do you think not having Davenport made that much difference? No, no, I don't think they would have won that game. I don't think it would have mattered. I mean, the first drive of the game told me all I needed to see. I mean, I think they missed four tackles on the first drive. And people want to say, well, you know, the Saints, you know, defense is on the field too long. They get worn down. They weren't worn down. It was the first drive of the game. They missed four tackles. I mean, it was egregious. And they had a, another coverage bust on a, four, a third and two where they didn't know how to get lined up and a guy gets a 26-yard gain. They're making some mistakes that have nothing to do with injuries. They just have to do with poor, just poor play and sloppy play and some bad coaching. And they've yeah. got to get better. And, and Sean Payton's talked about that this week. He did talk about it. I had the opportunity to watch the entire uh, news conference with Sean Payton. To me, it was one of the more interesting um, um, news conferences I've seen with Peyton in a long time. I think you felt the same way. What made this so different? He was more empathetic, more disclosing. You know, he showed his great memory about key events in his life and what was taking place. But what what was going on with with Sean these days? Well, I tell you, it's it's not that unusual for him on a normal, like, say, for a normal work week with with Sean Payton on a Sunday game. We get him on a Wednesday, and then, uh, you know, you get him again on a Friday before a Sunday game. So basically the press conference you're alluding to was the Friday press conference of a normal week. But it was obviously not Friday. It was Tuesday because of the Thursday game, if you understand where I'm going. Yeah, right. And usually, sure. yeah, usually on those, on those Friday press conferences, he is open like that. He is relaxed. He is uh, engaging, and that's because the work week is pretty much over. He's not grinding. I mean, these guys grind, Ricky. I mean, they work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. They work till 2 a.m., and it's just he's so caught up in those other press conferences of trying to get done and get into his office and start the process of preparation that he's not as good. Usually by Friday, the hay's in the barn, and he's much more relaxed like, like you saw him, and that's what we got the other day. And you can tell early on with him when he starts offering up things like that unsolicited, like he did, uh, usually he doesn't talk about injuries, but he talked at length about Taysom Hill's plantar fasciitis. And I think one, because he's had it before, so he understands it too. I think there was a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, self-awareness there in that he's been criticized a little bit for the quarterback situation, not using Taysom Hill. And I think he wanted to uh, open up about that and explain why they haven't been using him because he's got this serious foot injury that's it, – I don't know how serious it is, but it's very painful. And for yeah. a player like Taysom Hill, who relies on his running ability, his mobility, it's a critical injury, and they wanted to get that healed up. So I think all those things added up. Well, you, you're a runner. You've had plantar fasciitis. You know that I fought it for about nine months once from, from my running. And what people need to understand is it's sort of tied into your calf muscle. So it's not just the bottom of your foot, but the way all that connects together. So running and extending you know, your foot that engages your calf muscle, man, it's extremely painful. I mean, I had to go to Tulane Sports Medicine to see an expert about it. And uh, he decided at the time not to do the injections that, by the way, Sean Payton described in great detail. You know, what that felt like and, and how many times you had to do it. But I think he also pointed out that Taysom has not had to have those injections yet. But that's actually a good sign, don't you think? Yeah, well, look, he, he's going to start tonight in the game. And um, he's going to – I think they wanted to get him 100%. I watched him pregame 
on the field in warm-ups against the Bills uh, before that game, and he looked he looked fine running around. He he didn't look in any pain. He wasn't showing any uh, you know limp at all. Uh, I thought he was going to play in that game, so that I think they wanted to get him back to hundred percent. Like I think if that was a playoff game last week, he could have played in it, and I think Alvin Kamara could have played in. I think what the Saints are thinking now, no one's told me this, but just knowing how they think, hey, let's get some of these guys back for this Cowboys game. Let's try to win, put everything into it. Then we got 10 days off after that. The good thing about this, the Thursday game is now you got a big break and maybe you get everybody back for the last five games and you make a run and try and get back in this mix. Well, you guys at NOLA.com and the Times Picayune have done a great job of talking about how big a mess the NFL is this year. The Saints, if they could get their players back and get some swagger back, they are so much, so far not out of it. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, and I just think they need, to, they need to get a win and get some confidence back. They don't seem like they're playing with much confidence right now. And so I think Taysom Hill can bring some of that to the offense. I think he can bring some juice and some energy uh, if he could make a few big plays, if they could energize the team, because I think the last couple of weeks have been so grim, the team's not playing with much confidence. And, and you can just see it in their body language. They've almost looked hopeless out there. And I think he gives them a shot along with Alvin Kamara coming back and Mark Ingram. All of a sudden, you got an identity on offense. You can try and run the ball and uh, be physical up front on the offensive line and potentially get a lead in a game they've been playing from behind almost every week that's not how this team's built it's got to have driven sean payton insane and one thing i note about him is at the coming back to that news conference is that in his eyes he looks tireder than i've ever seen him before you can tell he if you're if anyone's going to burn the midnight oil it's him but he has been burning the candle at both ends trying to figure out the answer to this incredible rash of injuries he's had to face i mean have you ever seen him look so tired well i know i know it's gotten him down i mean because he's normally the most optimistic guy in the building i mean that's kind of his nature and i just think this has worn him down because it's been one thing after another they started the year on the road with hurricane ida recovery and then you know, they had the COVID battles and then this injury outbreak. Uh, so I just think it's been one thing after another. It's been a tough season. They, they needed a lot of things to go right for them because of the, the salary cap purge they had in the offseason, losing Drew Brees, and really not much anything's gone right for them. So I, I think even, even the best optimists get down in a situation like that. It's certainly been t- it's certainly been tough. Okay, so when we come back, we'll talk about what we might see in this game with Dallas. Um, it's going to be very interesting to to, uh, to look at that, and we'll also look at what other key lingering in- injuries there might be on the on the defensive side of the ball. We'll see you after this break with Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times Picayune. Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I-10 Exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. 
This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to uh, Coast View. It was a special edition, uh, Saints edition. Saints play tonight. They play Dallas, and we're, as usual, joined this week, usually on Fridays, by Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times-Picayune. You know, Jeff, you and I have talked just about this before, about how we took um, Drew Brees for granted and his ability to put the ball in exactly the right spot, how quick he got rid of the ball, how quickly he looked at the the situation on the defensive side, read it, and figured out what he was going to do with the ball. Just he was a master at that. And as you pointed out in your book, you have to have a Ph.D. in offense to run it the way Drew Brees ran it. Um the other thing that you have said before is that it's almost if the, if the quarterback doesn't play well, this is normally the case with most teams, but it's, it's even more so with the Saints. That that there's it's almost like a domino effect. If the if the quarterback's not playing well, it affects the entire team, and it's almost like taking the air out of the team. And that kind of describes what we've been seeing. You're hoping that by injecting um, Taysom Hill back into the mix that we can bring that energy back and that people, you know, that, that this domino effect that's affected the entire team from poor quarterback play could could begin to turn this thing around. Well, I think Taysom Hill gives the Saints an identity. For better or worse, you're going to know what the Saints are offensively. They're going to be a running team. They've got a very veteran physical offensive line. They get Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram both back. Ingram and Kamara both said they're 100%. Uh, they're both dynamic players in the backfield. Suddenly, you know what you are offensively. You're going to try and run the ball, control the clock, and then every once in a while, because of the way we know defenses have to honor Taysom Hill as a runner, then all of a sudden they start getting different looks defensively, and it opens up some things downfield. That's why Sean Payton has always been intrigued by Taysom Hill as a starting quarterback because he knows with the, his ability to run – that forces the defense to play a safety closer to the line of scrimmage, and it gives you some opportunities downfield for some big plays. And that, in my opinion, is the biggest factor in having him in is some a potential for explosive plays. The Saints are last in the whole NFL, Ricky. I mean, they don't get any big plays. They have to, they're forced to go 75 yards, 80 yards for scores, and that's just hard to do with what they have offensively. So if they can draw up some X's and O's magic from Sean Payton, hit some big plays, get some easy points, suddenly, you know, they're back in the mix here. And I think that's the hope, at least, with having Taysom Hill. Okay, so, boy, it's been an interesting interesting year because you had Taysom and Jameis Winston going head-to-head. Jameis won that. You had uh, Taysom back in his Swiss Army knife role. Now you have Jameis Winston injured, and now Taysom's back in it. You see this contact contract extension with uh, with with. Uh, with uh, Taysom. So this could really change the trajectory of his career if he plays well, couldn't it? Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, the contract's loaded with incentives uh, for him to be the starting quarterback if he gets to be the starting quarterback. And I think this is a great audition for him right here. I mean, this is his team now. I mean, Jameis Winston's out for the year. Trevor Simeon's going to be the backup. Taysom Hill has a real opportunity here to prove that he can be the guy. And if he can do that, then there's going to be a huge payday awaiting him because these incentives are built in for playing time and all kinds of different uh, performance incentives that raise the bar on what he can what he can make for this team. And I think it also shows 
a commitment for the team uh, to him, whether he is a quarterback or not. They want him a part of this team as a playmaker on offense either way. So when uh, during Sean Payton's uh, press conference the other day, he, he called you out specifically saying you've been around for a while. Thought that, that you're, you're, Jeff Duncan is top of mind for Sean Payton. That's, that's pretty cool. But you have been around. And what, what I'm curious about is you have all these relationships, both inside the organization and within the media pool. What are you hearing about how this week has gone? You know, it's, it's been a weird week because we played last Thursday and they were playing again on Thursday. And, but it's been a lot of secrecy, really, about what's been happening and whether even Taysom was even going to start for a while. But what are you hearing? Do, do you, are you, are, is there a buzz? Uh-oh, they look pretty good. What, what are you hearing? Well, I mean, I think there's still some concern about some of the offensive linemen, uh, whether they are coming back or not. Ryan Ramchek practiced, uh, looked good in practice. Everybody was excited about him. And then all of a sudden, the next day, uh, on Tuesday, he did not practice. So that was a setback and certainly a concern because he's their best offensive lineman, their right tackle. Uh, I think uh, in Taron Armstead, Teron Armstead, did not practice, but then he came back to practice. So I think as long as one of those tackles plays uh, on Thursday night, uh, then they'll be okay because James Hurst has proven to be a, a solid uh, other tackle. He's like their sixth starting offensive lineman. I think they'll be fine. I don't think they can afford to have both of them out because Dallas has incredible edge rushers. Demarcus Lawrence is going to come back. He's playing, uh, and they have kind of – the Dallas reminds me a lot, Ricky – of the Saints Super Bowl team and that they have this tremendous offense. Uh, they, I think they're leading the league in points scored. I think they're in the top three in, in yardage. And their defense, while they give up a lot, they make a lot of big plays. They make a lot of sacks, a lot of turnovers. Uh, Trevon Diggs leads the league in interceptions. And so they kind of feast or famine on defense. They make enough big plays, just like the Saints did in 2009 with Greg Williams and that group. And so I think the Saints are going to have to score some points because I don't think you can count on their defense to stop, step, you know, stop this team. So I think they're going to need one of those tackles in the game, or I think it could be a tough, a tough challenge. Wow! Once again, it comes back to offensive line, you know, and and the importance of the defensive line play playing the way they need to play. Any lingering issues on the defensive side of the ball that you're concerned about? Well, it looks like Marcus Davenport won't be back, and neither will C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Those are two of their – probably their top five, six defensive players. But, you know, talking to the defensive guys, they, I mean, they've not been playing well. DeMario Davis talked about it. And, and I think you're going to see a different defense this week. I think they're going to they're gonna play a lot better. They need to play a lot better. This is a big challenge. Uh, you know, even though we don't know if Amari Cooper is going to play, but it does look like C.D. Lamb will be back. And there was a concern that – Ezekiel Elliott might not play, but it looks like he's practiced all week. He's expected to play. So you have Elliott and Tony Pollard, another really good running back. They have two good backs. Obviously, Dak Prescott. They're going to be missing the right tackle because of COVID. And obviously, Mike McCarthy and some members of the coaching staff aren't going to be there because of COVID. So there is some reasons to think the Cowboys could be vulnerable in this game. That's interesting. You know, I I think we had a good plan when Sean Payton and the others were out, but the reality was, man, when your your key guy's not on the field, it does change in terms of your ability to make those kind of calls on the field. So not having Mike McCarthy on the field is a disadvantage for Dallas, isn't it? 
Yeah, it looks like, you know, obviously Dan Quinn's taking over the reins as the head, interim head coach. He was the head coach in Atlanta for all those years. So he knows the Saints well. And I'm sure they're just going to let Kellen Moore, the offense coordinator, continue on play calling. Uh, but it will be a, a setback. I mean, Mike McCarthy is one of the best coaches in the league. And they're missing some other offensive coaches. So it'll be a challenge for them. They're, I think Dallas is is as talented as any team in the league. So the Saints are going to have to have a great game plan on both sides of the ball to stay in this game. But I think they're going all in. Like I said, they know they've got 10 days on the other side of this game to rest and heal up and make a push down the stretch. They're five and six right now. They need to get a win in this losing streak, get some confidence back, get back to 500 because the, the last half of the schedule is pretty manageable. Other than that game down in Tampa, they don't play a team with a winning record the rest of the way. So, uh, if they can get healthy, I think they can easily make a run and reel off, you know, four wins in the last five games. Well, you and I have talked about Quan Alexander and, you know, coming back from uh, the uh, tour Achilles. And there was some real question about whether he could turn and, and juke the way he needs to because that, that really defined his game. And there were some big question marks about that. More recently, you hear his number being called more. So what's the latest book on Quan Alexander? Well, Quan Alexander is a feast or famine defensive player. He's a lot like C.J. Gardner-Johnson. He brings a ton of energy and juice and enthusiasm to the defense. Uh, he's definitely cocksure out there. You know, he confident player. But he'll miss some plays. I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll make some missed assignments. He'll go to the wrong gap and give up a play. But you live with that because he's going to make some plays. I mean, he's made a big interception a couple weeks ago. He had a big tackle for loss last week. Uh, against the Bills. So you live with some of the, the mistakes, just like C.J. Garner-Johnson, because he's going to make more plays than he's probably going to miss. And if you notice a young rookie out there like Pete Werner, who's a very solid young player and is still learning, doesn't make as many plays as Quan Alexander. So I think that's why they go with Alexander as the starter. But they're still really high on, on Pete Werner as well. One thing is for sure, in the defensive backfield, they have to be in, you know, have to play their assignments and do what they're supposed to do. In the last couple of games, we've seen a little bit of confusion there from time to time. Is that just a lack of communication or are people just not having their heads straight? Well, I know there was a uh, play in the Bills game where they got a, a player sent on the field late, and that could be a coaching error. I mean, uh, the substitution was late and the Saints were scrambling, and it cost them a 26-yard gain on third and two. They can't have that. Drew Brees even said it during the broadcast. Uh, that's unusual. Uh, they're extremely well coached on that side of the ball, but they haven't played that well lately. And and I think part of it is the offense has is, is just been so uh, down that the defense is pressing. I mean, one of the players said that this week, that they feel the need to make plays, and, and that you can't play that way. If you're not reading Jeff Duncan at Noel.com, Times Picayune, you need to. What He's been so... Uh, analytical, but also bringing a little bit of passion to his job, saying Saints are in a in a ditch. They can get out, but we'll see what happens tonight. See you, Jack. Thanks for having me on, Ricky. Talk soon, bud. You bet. Take care. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.